Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Are we doing this? Welcome, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fucking ears, what the fuck nicks. To the UCB Theater, live in Los Angeles, California. Ah, oh, that's excellent. So nice to see you all. I am so fucking thrilled to be here. I'm a little... What? Hey, what's up? Run. Uh, for the people listening on their treadmill, woman just ran across frantically because she was late and missed the beginning of the show. Now seating. You good? You okay? Uh, for those of you who are also listening on your treadmill stage right, I have Victor, the man who works at my post office. Victor. Victor brought me an iced tea in this Ikea cup, and the reason it is in this cup is because I left this cup at the post office. What an affected fuck I am. I walk in with my coffee in this cup and set it down on the counter to do some business. Because i got to ship some t-shirts, so I don't want to be uncomfortable with a paper cup. I want to make myself at home in the post office. And you brought it back to me. That's very nice. It is my post office. That is right. All right, Victor. Let's, here, take a mic for a second. Now, let's discuss the post office thing again. Because I know I talk about this a lot here. But you go to this post office. There's, there's only one guy working there. You're not there that much anymore. It's just Henry. And I walk in there with 200 fucking shirts to send. And Henry's like, excellent. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he, he loves like, it. I don't have to do anything else. Just stay here. And then people start building up behind me. He's actually sent them to other post offices. He did that hey, today. He did it today? Yeah, yeah. I, I worked at the one on Highland. Uh, yeah, up on uh, yeah, Figueroa, yeah. And what happened? He sent a guy away? Yeah, he sent the guy up there. That's so fucking funny because I'm sitting there with Henry, who's just like a Buddha of some kind. You know, like I'm more anxious than he is. People are, are, are in line behind me. I've got 900 shirts to send, and I'm starting to freak out doing that. Like, yeah, I'll be uh, just a second, huh? And, and Henry's like, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. He's actually, what do you got to buy stamps? Just go up to the other one. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. But I still feel like an asshole because I'm a codependent douchebag. So you all right? All right, all right. Well, that didn't last long, but that's all right. I went with this shirt, the American Apparel V-neck. You know why? Because apparently this was the only shirt available for men anywhere. <laughs> for the summer. I mean, let's just, let's just take a walk around, can we? Oh, what's that, a plaid short sleeve? Who knew? You got a plaid short sleeve under the hoodie? Sure you do. Hey, how about that, a plaid short sleeve? Look at that. Oh, he's going a little off-road with the long sleeve before fall really kicks in. When did we all become fucking plaid-wearing dorks? You always were? There wasn't a period there, say, after grade school where you stopped wearing that shit because your mom didn't force you anymore that, that you made some choices on your own? For like one year, like 95. Right, now you're back to what's comfortable. That's right, but you got the fucking tat sleeves to be like, I'm not a nerd. <laughs> He's got the nerd shirt, but the fucking tats on the arms. Like, I'm confused. I'm fucking badass. Nerd man. <laughs> I got some WTF blend just coffee. Who's up for it? Oh, okay. Let's not freak out. I was actually aiming for the target, which is my face on her T-shirt. 
Hey, did you guys listen to the 100th episode? This is Duke. This is Duke, who I talked to on the phone. Give it up for Duke, the guy who does a... What's your last name? Fightmaster. Duke Fightmaster does a talk show out of his basement, uh, bankrupted his family to live the dream of doing the talk show out of the basement. Where, where is the wife and kids? At home? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, I appreciate you coming. I, I tried to bring the wife, but um, she had to stay with the kids. Because you have no money because you put all your money into the dreams of running a talk show out of your basement. That's right. Should have went with the garage. Now, um, I don't know if you understand or, or if you can relate to this, but for some reason, like I did the new deck, it cost me all the money I had because I didn't want people to fall off of my deck and hurt themselves. Because I didn't understand this, but apparently if you have guests at your house, if they fall through something or something falls on them, they can fucking sue you. Did you know that? That would really test a friendship. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to be in that position, you know, where, you know, I, I don't know, where someone fell through the deck. So I got the deck, and I, I got the good stain for the deck, and now the stain looks shitty because I put my sprinklers on, and it got in the stain. Now, stain should be able to hold up to fucking water, right? But see, like what I do, and I don't know if you can relate to this, is if I do something like that, I have a nice deck built, I put the nice stain on, something goes wrong with it, the, everything in my life falls apart because of that. No, like, I'm like, this is just like my whole fucking life. I used a good stain and this shit happens? Does this happen to people that have real lives in other places? How come this fucking happened to me? I emailed the, the stain brand to see if they would get in touch with me. Penifin? Penifin stain? This worked with Red Wing. Penifin stain makers? If any of you are out there, I have spots on my fucking deck and I'm going to blame you. <laughs> I have the, uh, the root canal. It's almost done. They got to put a cap on it. I didn't realize it was a three-part thing. They're going to charge me for the last part again, right? Is that the racket? It is, right? I fucking knew it. <laughs> like, you know, because they sit you down. I got, what? Does any insurance cover dental in any legitimate way? Seriously. I went in with new insurance and I'm paying quarterly for the extra good dental stuff and they're still like, it's $1,800 with the insurance. I'm like, well, what the fuck are my options? You have no choice. It's, it's the worst racket in the world. What am I going to sit and pull the tooth by myself and put that on the podcast? Just me pulling that out, pulling with a, taking a, a pliers and pulling my own teeth out and being covered with blood going, I got no coverage. But my, my dentist hypnotized me. I, I became fascinated with him because he talked this weird talk about my root canal. He gave me x-rays. They're, they're very pleasant. And they kept calling me. They'd call me after the, after the operation and they said, are you feeling okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. But he showed me what they do. Do you know what they do? Do you know what, it, like at first I didn't know what it was, but he kept saying it in very interesting ways. He says, what we're doing is we're gonna drill the canals out and we're gonna open them up and then we're, we're gonna fill them and we're gonna make the tooth inert. Wow. I wasn't even sure what that meant, but I'm like, that sounds fucking profound. You are going to render my tooth inert. And I was so impressed with the guy. Like, and then I got obsessed with the actual procedure, like that sort of thing where I can actually you know, compare myself to people that do other things in me and decide that I'm a failure because I didn't invent the root canal procedure. Like, I thought, like, this is genius. Who the fuck would have thought to take little drills, drill out your root canals, fill that in so you don't have to lose the tooth, and then build a crown on top of it? That guy's a fucking wizard. <laughs> I don't do anything important. 
That's where that conversation went. <laughs> what does this mean? Angel Heart. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, Mickey Rourke, right? Do you remember the scene where, yeah, where he fucks Lisa Bonet and doesn't realize that it's his daughter and it starts raining blood, but the sex is really good, it looks like? I had that kind of sex recently. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't start raining blood in the ceiling. And she's not my daughter, though there is a significant age difference. Um, but I don't have a daughter, so there's no point of reference for me to be weird. You know? LAX, what does that mean? LAX, Delta, oh yeah. Fuck, fuck Delta. <laughs> Seriously. Am I right? And fuck LAX. Wait, if you can, go to Burbank. Go to, go to fucking Long Beach, man. I went to LAX because I had to because I was flying to you know, the cradle of the Confederacy. And uh, so I get to Delta. I get to LAX. There is a security line that's two hours long. They don't even know what to do with it. TSA is understaffed. I'm, yeah, I'm, they're, literally, I'm going to miss my plane, which has never happened because I'm the guy that gets there three hours early. I'm, I'm that person. I would sleep at the airport to, to get the flight. I'm never the guy who runs for a flight. I don't need the fucking aggravation. And I, and I have a compulsive disorder about getting on the plane as early as possible so I can put my back up there. I really wish I wasn't so selfish. I've discussed it before. It's the same as, uh, it's the same as diminishing buffet syndrome. That if, that if I'm going to an all-you-can-eat buffet, I will get there right when it opens out of fear that there will not be enough food for me. And I have that with everything. You know, like I, I am loyal to American Airlines so I can get on the plane first to get my luggage in the overhead. So there was not, that was not, well, here's what happens. The security line is so bad and it's taking so long and I'm getting so aggravated that I was like, I don't even give a fuck if a terrorist gets on. Like I, I, I literally was willing, I, and this is like, cause I think I'm a good person and this is an ongoing thing with me. It's like, am I a good person? I ask myself that frequently. But th I, then I was honestly thinking, who gives a fuck? Just let people through. What are the odds of it being my plane? So, and I, and I thought that, then I thought, well, that's fucking horrible. But then I finally get to the, this, the security checkpoint, or whatever it is, with the, with the conveyor belt. So I put my computer, now, again, I think I'm a good person. I put my computer into the plastic bin, and the TSA guy comes up and taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, do you mind? And I turn around, and there's a wheelchair person. Okay, right. Now... <laughs> A good person, without thinking twice, would have said, of course not, she, she can roll in or cut or whatever they do. <laughs> a good person would have not thought twice. But having been to an airport many times before, my first thought was, is that a real wheelchair person? <laughs> I, I, what is the validity of her handicappedness? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, I, you know, but I didn't say that. I said, yeah, yeah, okay. Go on. And she got up out of the thing and walked through. How do you get that treatment? I mean, not, not that I, I, I want to do that, but like as an experiment, I might. I mean, do they bring a doctor's note? I mean, who, how do they get that treatment? Do you just walk up to the ticket counter like, I don't think I got a thing. 
I don't feel right. <laughs> I have uh, a few of these CDs. I should give these away. These are Beats and Bits. This is produced by Stand Up Records. It's got proofs on it. Maria Bamford, uh, a few other people. Who wants one of these? Anybody? I, I don't know what the angle is on these. I'm denying the people over here. Uh, okay, one last thing I want to discuss, because maybe this will throw out uh, some conversation points for the guests. The woman I'm seeing said to me today, in sort of this, when I gave her a look that I guess was something like this, like, <laughs> or something more, you know, you know yeah, yeah, that, the same t-shirt look. She looked at me in a, compu a confused way and says, I don't know who I am in your head. And I thought that was so profound because they don't know who they are in our heads. And it goes both ways. I don't know who I am in her head, but it's clearly a better person than I really am. And you just hope they hold on to that through whatever you're putting them through long enough for you to somehow get closer to match that person they've decided you are. But I did want to share this. I don't think I shared this, did I? Uh, any, on any shows? Because I don't, I don't think so. I think it's pretty new. I have this little notebook that I write impulsive thoughts in. And then it makes it to a bigger piece of paper. And if I can read it from here to there, it has a shot at coming out of my mouth. But I might not be able to read it on either. But this was an important thing I wrote down. This was important. This was pressing. I remember writing it. I was on a subway in New York. It was important. And I wrote... Comfort a wayward species as they rationalize themselves into extinction. That was important. Now, it's poetically sound, but what the fuck does it mean? And then I realized it's my job description. I should get it on business cards. But that wasn't enough. I had to flesh it out a little bit. Rationalize by justifying or compromising. Hmm. And then I wrote, we do the best we can. <laughs> and then I wrote, no, we don't. <laughs> and then I wrote, I'm a good person. <laughs> and then, not enough. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Let's bring out our first guest. You're a great audience. We are at the UCB Theater. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. You know what you're listening to. Please welcome to the stage one of the judges from uh, the most recent uh, Last Comic Standing. She's a regular on Chelsea Lately. She also appeared in a really funny episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Natasha Legero, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. You can hold that like we Hi. hold them. Great to be here. You're so lovely and charming and all put together. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was just asking Brian if this was live, and he's like, this is the number one podcast on iTunes. It is? No, yeah. it's not. It, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I don't check it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in the morning, right? You wake up and check your numbers. No. Sometimes I don't, I don't. I don't check my numbers, but I do check a lot of different sources for th for validation. 
Uh, there's, th th isn't that what we all do? Don't you wake up? It's like, okay, well, how about the emails from the show? Let's see how that makes me feel. Where do I stand on iTunes? How did that make me feel? I see, fuck. I do that, but I don't think about how it makes me feel. You don't? No. Do you have a heart? <laughs> well, I just think that it's most of the people are stupid. Nice. Well, who are who are making negative paragraph long comments about how bad you suck? Right. Do you uh, think they're stupid? It doesn't. It, you just you've got a wall to that. It doesn't dismiss you. It, you just dismiss it. You detach from it. Well, because I I know that they're just they're. They're idiots. Okay, but let me ask you this And a question. lot of them are like 11. <laughs> like people on my IMDb page yeah. were saying that I was so ugly. Like, look at her hand. And her then they hand? like had a picture of my hand. And then people are like, yeah, that is so veiny. And like, <laughs> it was like a whole thread about how old and ugly my hands are. Oh my God. So they're either 11 or really socially retarded, <laughs> retarded nerd people. I guess. I mean, who would sit and do that? I hate to think that a grown-up would do that. But I, I think well, I think do. they're children. Okay. All right, but sometimes these children seem to hit pinpoint my insecurities. <laughs> and... Like, the worst ones are, if you're reading them, like, obviously, you have no reason to be self-conscious about no, your No, like, hands. it was, like, a weird picture like that or but, something, uh, I guess. I don't know. And they, like, highlighted right. it, and so, then... It's a little veiny, though. But, um... <laughs> but anyway, so I, most uh... People, most people don't have, like, don't get what you're right. doing a lot of times, yeah, or they, yeah. like, take everything literally. Right. And they're not your crowd, right? No, they're, no, they're not my crowd, but some, pe some of them specifically set out to hurt you. No, they don't. Okay. That's... All right, they, I guess my anti-fans are different than yours. Well, you're like, you know, you have this, like, counter-culture following, but you're number one on iTunes. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah. And so that means that you're broadening is your, there, your is net. There, is, and, there, is there a counter-culture? I hey, don't know. Hey, man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to smoke some Mary Jane and listen to some bongo music? That's who comes to these shows, Natasha. This, this is I the counterculture. It's, it's like people who understand things that are ironic and who are like into subculture and who don't like like Larry the Cable Guy. Right. And I think my fans are very sensitive, bipolar, or, angry people. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I have the least ironic crowd in the world. <laughs> this is a crowd that, that just feeds on raw honesty and weirdness. That can only be manufactured by dealing with the present in a very fucked up, weird way. Bring it! <laughs> no, I, you know, I adore you. And um, what I wanted to talk to you about, if I could, two things. Yeah. Like, you, you really put together. You've got, like, a, you've got a whole thing going on. And it took a while to make it happen. Now... <laughs> No, I'm Wait, saying years, years, mean? years. You developed your act. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, I thought you were talking about my outfit. This... No, no. But <laughs> you always remind me of like Audrey Hepburn or something. Do you have heroes, like like fashion heroes that you sort of like, like or acting heroes? Is or... that really what you wanted to ask me if I had fashion heroes? <laughs> I saw... No, I read something once when I started doing comedy. They're like, yeah. if, uh, if you want to, uh, you know, you sh if you look like the audience, you become one of them. And that frightened you? <laughs> So I wanted to make that gulf as wide as possible. So you're, you're definitely an anti-populist. You, you know, I wanted to make sure the audience knows I'm better than they are. 
in every way. No, I just, you know, no, you, you want do. you want to like have some razzle dazzle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you do. Why not? I think so. Now, I saw Okay, last comic standing. Yes. Did they hire you to be snotty or <laughs> Um, I think they thought that we were all going to be really mean because uh-huh. it was me and Andy Kindler and Greg Giraldo. Andy and, and you, are, or I, I can speak for Andy, but you and Giraldo could be pretty vicious. I mean, Andy's pretty sweet deep down. He was probably fairly... Do- you know. He was very sweet. I know you didn't watch the show. And um, <laughs> Was Greg, I supposed to? I can't. No, but like I, you want to talk about it, but you don't know what happened. No, I want, that's why I'm, I'm asking you. Okay. Well, there was like 11 episodes. So, but... Okay, let's start with one and go no. fast. <laughs> It was very fun working with Andy and Greg. Um, I did, was not snotty, but I did like say if I didn't think something was funny, and that was a little awkward at times. Yeah. Especially with comics who I know. Yeah. A lot of twelve-year open micers. Oh shit. Yeah. So it was. So have, now, do you, are you fearing uh, do you reprisals? Know Jim, do you know Jimmy and Joey? No. Okay. Never. That, are they a team? They're they're the meatballs of comedy. They're a team called the meatballs of comedy. <laughs> but like they keep switching Joey. So like they so keep... that would fucked up their act. <laughs> so, was it the switch? So the Italian they do. I don't want to. Go ahead. Is this being right. recorded? Oh, it's too mean. It's too mean. All of a sudden, now you're gonna feel to yourself. Well, so they were like they came and auditioned yeah. and they like made the crew laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were killing with the crew, right. which is a very bad sign. Because it's usually <laughs> not not for the comic. I mean, he's probably actually doing well. Yeah, but that's because they're used to performing at these rooms in the valley that no one comes to. <laughs> So they crushed. And so Andy right away recognized what it was, like jokes from the internet. And so he's like, no. And Greg, you know, Greg was just being really fair. And he's like, these are the first people we've seen who've gotten laughs. (laughs) Yeah. So then he says, yes. So it's like up to me. But I know them. And I was, you know, they're like, come on, remember the Sportsman's Lodge? Come on, Paisan. (laughs) And they start doing this to me on camera. And I'm like, I am going to be on national television saying, like, you know, saying I like the meatballs of comedy. And I was horrified. And so I said, yes, it never made it to the can't it was so bad they didn't even put it in the in the show but then from that moment on i was like i'm not doing that i'm yeah. just gonna say what i think right because that's more important than like breaking the hearts of the meatballs yeah <laughs> yeah it's more important than, than maintaining the respect of of people that probably look up to you but well, um it, so that was the hardest part about it <laughs> Well, no but the good story is now here folks i i i have to say right now you you're dating a comic now Easy, easy. And, and she dated a comic before. Now, I, as you know, I was in a relationship with a comic for a while. But I'm over it. And um, Can I just say one thing? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. People hurt my feelings all the time here. You, uh, well, last time I saw you at the comedy store, you, told, you were telling your current girlfriend to go wait in the car <laughs> before your set. How do you get away with that? And then you went up on stage and like just started talking about her. Mm. Negatively. That is so weird that you are able to do that. Like, is she here now? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Would you go wait in the car? I, uh, no, but it was like what, a heated, I told you to go wait in the car. No, but here's what happened. 
And it was hilarious. what happened. Okay, okay, now I need to explain myself because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like there's some way I can defend that behavior. I, um... We, we fight, you know, because it, it, some people... Because you they... won't stop talking about your ex in life and on stage. No, no, there's a... <laughs> that's called a... That's a called a deal breaker. Clapping. There's, there's other issues. We, uh... Look, some people like to go to fancy restaurants and on trips. I like to fight. That, it's just courting for me. It's a testing situation. It's been, it's been a little hairy. All right, well, now fuck it. So I saw, I saw your ex okay. on stage at a show that I did called which, The Heartbreak Show. That's, that's, can I say his name? Which fuck ex? Ari, Ari Shafir. That's from like six years ago. Okay, fine. And he and, is, did not take it well. No, he didn't. He's and still he's talking. And he's still mad. Yeah, I'm so glad I don't talk about mine that much. And I, uh, I, I know your ex. I know. You still hang out? <laughs> no, but la- I remember hanging out with her when you guys were married. Yeah. Come on. She's, she said something really funny once. Okay. Well, I, I know, mean, that was about no, she time. was very funny. No, she's very funny. No, she's funny. I know but she what, is, yeah. what you, I, we were Go having ahead. coffee and mm-hmm. you called. Yeah. And she was like, just, I laid the pants out on your bed. Just wear, just just wear the brown ones. Like really? she was like telling you what to wear. Like because you didn't, you needed her to tell you. Is that true? What pants to wear? I just remember that. I don't. That can't be me. <laughs> I don't have brown pants. <laughs> I dress myself for. A or long it was time. like you were having like a neurotic episode, and she was like calming you down. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Lagero, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. This next guy, I love. I've always loved. God, it gets so hairy. Didn't it get intense? I, I didn't know what would happen. Isn't that the point? Don't you no, like that? No. <laughs> you like to get into it yeah. about you. Hey, this next guy, I've known for a long time, and I've always thought he's one of the funniest people I've ever known, quite honestly. I don't say that enough about him. You might have seen him. He was on that, the Pamela Anderson show, The uh, Stacked, for a couple years. Anyone see that? Yeah. He was on a couple episodes of Dexter. He did a half-hour Comedy Central special. He was great in uh, Men of a Certain Age. Please welcome Brian Scalero to the stage. Where are you, buddy? Brian Scalero. Sorry, and I've never been here before, man. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good to see you, man. Fucking, I love buddy. you, man. That was really awkward. <laughs> that was really fucking awkward. It wasn't that awkward. It was awkward. Are you mad, Natasha? You thought our conversation was awkward? Well, I know. No. I just know everybody. That, I know your ex, and yeah. I know your ex, so I, I felt I've felt uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I just, do you know the first time we met? You do. I do. I think it was. When was that? The it was 1995. Sure. The untitled Mark Maron project for yep. Comedy Channel. There's been so many. <laughs> <laughs> I was an intern. Uh, we never spoke until you you shot a monologue. Yeah. And then you came in the hallway. Yeah. And you said that really fucking sucked to me. I was only I was holding the j- a big jar of jelly beans. <laughs> Not for my own personal enjoyment, but that was my job was to hand out jelly beans. 
Now, don't, don't think that I had some weird jelly bean thing. It wasn't no, that wasn't for you. No, yeah, no, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. a Reagan thing. It was just a general jelly bean job. It wasn't and like... And so I, I reaffirmed you. Yeah. I said, no, that was really funny, man. That was really, really yeah. funny. To be honest with you, I've always thought you were so fucking funny. Thanks, man. You're like, you're like Jackie Gleason funny, man. Well, that's nice. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. He's, that style died a long time ago. It's fucking... <laughs> Hot, no, but there's, it is getting hot. What the hell happened? Is there air on? I don't know, run? man. I'm 240, and I might pass out. You're hot, too? It's fucking that ridiculous. I don't have air conditioner in my house. Do you? I have a central air. You do? They just turned it on, man. Oh, okay. I guess the reason they didn't want us to turn it on is because it's a Model T. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I hope we can hear the podcast over the, <laughs> the clanking of the air conditioner elves in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going to hear guys going, holy shit, I'm tired from walking on this conveyor belt. <laughs> you, you've always been nice. You recommended uh, Comedy Central. You recommended me to Comedy Central for a half hour Big special. fan. You've been very Big cool. Fan so I, don't, I have I don't nothing against you. Yeah, I, just, I have nothing you, against you. You've been a great... I, I you used wanna... to get mad at me when I'd walk up to you and tell you to do jokes. Yeah, like, <laughs> Because you thought I was mocking you. Well, you did say I would be the one comedian that you knew who would commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, do you remember saying that? The Comedy Cellar, probably 2002. I'm such a sweet guy. <laughs> you apologized for it four years later when I brought it up to you. Four You're like, I didn't later. say that. It's a lot like our conversation. How, how did that come up? Uh, well, I always remember it. You, know? yeah. you always remember weird things like that. You know, yeah, when, yeah, a guy, yeah. when a guy you really admire says you're going to kill yourself. It tends to, <laughs> <laughs> to stick with it. But I've always been a tremendous fan of you. My recent favorite joke of yours is the one where you tell your cats to get on the bed after you finish masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a really good joke. Yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah. Well, you I kind of ruined the punchline. Yeah. Basically, the joke is that cats will just sit there and quietly judge. And, and, and then it basically, it's like I refuse to put them off the bed because I never want to hear myself say, Daddy's done. Come on back up. Why do I assume everyone's heard that joke? Or are you laughing at it again? Uh, this is uh, that's funny. But uh, so, what do you? What, are you all right? No, I'm not, not, all right, not all right. Look at me. Yeah, it's fucking, it's all over. But like what I was saying about it's all over. <laughs> I, I, have, I have faith, man. No, it's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. What's the last audition you went out on? Uh, the last audition I went on. Oh, I, uh, it was for a random fat guy in a commercial. The, the, the problem is... The problem is, in commercials, if you're fat, you read for the, the competitor. The guy who's getting ch selling chicken nuggets for $2 instead of a dollar. Like, oh, what the fuck is the problem? Yeah. Nobody trusts the fat guy, and everybody thinks the fat guy made a mistake. Nobody ever heard of endomorphs? Nobody remembers endomorphs? <laughs> what that? There's three uh, predisposed genetic body types. Yeah. Endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph. Uh -huh. I'm an endomorph. Uh -huh. You appear to be some sort of mesomorph. <laughs> so is she, probably. <laughs> it's, it's I don't see spike. any ectomorphs in here. What's man? an ectomorph? Oh, ectomorph? tall and skinny. Ectomorph is tall and skinny. No matter how hard they try, they can't put on muscle or weight. Fuck those people. Right. Wayne Capatch is an ectomorph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Endomorphs are people like me, like you have to exercise every day or else this happens. I'm you a, gotta I, stay on top of it. <laughs> and and, and mesomorphs don't do anything but fucking make life difficult for the rest of the, the other two fucking people. So they're the norm. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're the norm, but they think they are. Yeah. Aaron. I'd say there's probably more people like you. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, so maybe you should lead a populist revolution. I try, man, but yeah. nobody listens to me because I'm fat. That's the problem. Even, <laughs> even fat people don't listen to their own. There's <laughs> only individual solidarity. <laughs> I, uh... I don't know, man. It's, 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 a, it's a choice. I said, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I mean, when I was, back when I used to work a lot more, I was 30 pounds lighter. But I mean, I can't live that lifestyle. I can't, I can't exercise two, two hours a day. There's fucking things on TV. You know, there's, there's people I want to hang out with. Oh, there's a weed to be smoked. There's, there's laughs to be had. There's porn to be jerked off to. There's fucking shows to be rewatched. Um, I hear you. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it, it's it's it makes life difficult. But the good thing is that, like TV, there are beautiful women that will date a fat guy. Yeah, and uh, works out. I mean, it's it's people make fun of like the king of queens. When was the last time you saw a beautiful woman dating a fat guy? Well, I've I've had a pretty good track record. <laughs> they don't stick around. They they're there for two years. A lot of them have problems with the fact that I take breaks when we fuck. <laughs> Did you ever have sex with a fat guy? There's at least two five minute breaks. You know. <laughs> Gotta have the ceiling fan on and a, uh, what what okay. like what do you say for a break? Like whoa whoa, 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 whoa. To time. Let's just let's just sit here and think think about what happened, you know, discuss it, talk it out. Can you get me a glass of water? Uh, a banana, you got a banana? Because I got a cramp. <laughs> you gotta have a <laughs> I always want that. Every time, sometimes when I fuck, I really want that, like, that, that boxing crew to come in and, like, wipe the sweat off me. Like, try to get on the bottom, all right? Tr just get on the bottom. She's fucking killing you. You're working too hard. You're just dancing out there. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my. That's spectacular. Anyway, man. It's fucking personal life. Yeah, it's a fucking tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's why me and you like each other is because we're, we're very I, I can't make a judgment for you yeah, but, uh, but I, I've always felt uh, you know first of all when I was coming up it was it was Louis C.K. it was David Tell it was you it was uh, Dave Chappelle um, Jay Moore was in there for a while mm. uh, and <laughs> and, I, and out of nice. everybody out of everybody on that rung like you are like the only one who continues to be nice to the guys who are younger and not younger but you know yeah. never gonna make it <laughs> You're continuously nice, and uh, just the fact that you brought me here is just a proof of that. Well, thanks, man. Thank you. It was awesome. That was nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. I just, I'm now starting to think if I was more of a douchebag, I'd maybe be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you bring no. up a good point. Maybe no, it's I, time. Maybe Mr. Nice Guy's over. No, you're you're an artist, man. You just do. Yeah, you man. Do, you, you just talk, and your audience finds you. Yeah, and you these know. are the. Uh, these are people. These people it, came out. They, this is the biggest the crowd counter, I've done. Beat the week. Be, the count, What was it? The, <laughs> the, the counterculture. This is my first time in this club. I was Jesus always kind Christ. of scared of it, man. Did you eat anything today? Because you just burped pure beer. <laughs> Did I burp? Yeah, it's just like, but it was beer. There was no like, there was no weight to it. There was no like, hey, there was, there was like a, a peanut butter jelly sandwich like two hours ago. Oh really? Yeah. That's not going to carry a lot of weight. No, in the gas. no, no. It's, uh, it's well, thank you. Things aren't good. Thank you for sharing. Well, you said you stopped drinking, right? Well, yeah, it was nice. It was like I'm sort of like, hey, look, I'm... I'm uh, There's flies in here. That's a good story. I literally had that... I had a thing with a fly where it became like some weird test of my... 
my my ability to keep my shit together. Like I I can't. There's there are certain moments in my life where I cannot look at them as any other way other than God is defying me right. to not be a fucking clown right now. Like this this fly was just like it kept landing in just the perfect places where it's like like uh, right here on the tip of your ear and then like right in the most sensitive part of my right. arm. Right. And I'm I'm sorry I'm trying to work because I knew that if I tried to to kill it I'd be it'd be a fucking slapstick. Right. But I'm just sitting there, and all I'm thinking is, like, just pretend like it's not there. Work through it. Work through the fly. Like I'm some sort of Buddha. And then it's like, fuck it, fuck it. And then, like, and then, I, then I lose. I lose the game to where I'm a clown. Why don't you swat it to begin with? Why are you going to be like Anthony Perkins and do the whole, I will not swat the fly? Because it's hard to hit them. That's true. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like the odds are against you, and then it's just then once you miss it once, then you're like, now I'm gonna fucking get it, and yeah, then, yeah. then it's your afternoon is gone. The, <laughs> there is a there. There's a gnat. There's a gnat in my house, and one gnat. He's you've been identified? There, the thing is that he's been there for three years. When I first met him, I was like, I'm gonna. I was peeing, and I'm like, I'm gonna let him live. Yeah, you know what I mean. He seemed fine. Yeah. And he, I got you know, he just has become part of the house now. He's, got, he's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah. You know, I'm really proud of him. I don't know where he goes. Sometimes I don't see him for a long time, and he comes out of like the cupboard. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> fucking Charlie. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I, I should name him. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah. Charlie the Nat. That's great, man. Brian Scalero, ladies Yay. and gentlemen. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Just moved down. I'm always running late. This next woman I, I love also. Everybody cool? Uh, she started in New York. I remember her when I think she was like, I feel like you were like 15. You see her on, all right, Chelsea Lately and every, Jen Kirkman, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think I just, I, I think I dribbled when I kissed you. It's weird. That's okay, that's okay. How are you? You look good. Oh, thanks. You're, everyone's so put together, the two of you. Well, I'm trying to lose some weight. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. You guys can be on mic if you want for this. I'm trying yeah. to lose some weight, and I feel like the best way in the interim is to just look as nice as possible. Well, yeah, how are you trying to lose weight? Um, well, I'm not trying. I'm succeeding. I've, I gained uh, 22 over the past year and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. And um, I lost 10. I'm doing Weight Watchers and uh, Power yes. Yoga again. Fucking Weight Watchers is great. Uh, are you you going got to... me into both Weight Watchers and Power Yoga years ago. I am fucking like you helping people You do Weight Watchers? Them. He used to. He used to. Don't what? Natasha. He used to be like popcorn. One point. Popcorn. You into popcorn? You into popcorn, Jen? <laughs> Why are your I'm nails a, so I'm long? A, I'm a, com a complex man. Your nails are too long. I know. Well, she keeps saying she's going to cut them. Who's she? Doesn't matter. The. Um... <laughs> I know you have a girlfriend, but are you just at that? Giving up level of just calling her she? No, Jessica. Jessica. She was on the show. Jessica. I know she was on the show, but that doesn't mean like once she's on the podcast, you just start calling her she. Well, no, I didn't want to talk about it, but like I usually cut my own nails, but she likes to cut them. So it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun. It's a fun thing. After I kill the fly, we're going to cut my nails. It's a big day. Uh, What's the matter with that? Isn't no, Weight Watchers just, fun, though? I actually was just thinking about myself inside. I what? was not even oh. listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Weight Watchers is so fun because it gives you... It's like a hobby. You I get know. To, you know, you get to make and invent foods. You get to count all your things. You yeah. Get, and you, you can... You, the funnest part is, what has no points I can shove into my face all day long? <laughs> Cucumber. <laughs> 
I like to uh, swap activity points. Oh, nice. For ac- yeah, you get a little rollover, like rollover minutes. Like you're not going to just eat 20 it, points uh, a day. That's crazy. You might roll over a little and go 26 points, but you have some extras. But then if you exercise, it builds back yeah. up your extra points. And you get, and then one day, just like if you build them up, you can just shove fucking pizza into your face <laughs> really hard. Although you know what, I learned. <laughs> You can't, when you're trying to lose weight, yeah. there's no like, oh, I'll maintain all week and then one day go crazy. You won't no, lose weight no, that week. No. I went to a baby shower and no. I had and you ate two mimosas. And, no, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> two mimosas and like eight mini cupcakes. No. They didn't lose anything this week. Oh, uh, that's the worst when you're the person who gets, gets on the scale and everyone else is like, four, two. Oh, I know. weigh in at home privately on oh. a calibrated weight oh, watcher scale. No, no, see, this is new, the new way to do it. No, no, I used to go to the meetings. The, new, the meetings are the best because then you can feel superior. Here's my problem with the meetings. Because <laughs> you can always go to a Weight Watchers meeting and go, oh, fuck, I'm not, whew, I'm not I'm that okay. bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the first time I started going when I hadn't gained 22, I'd only gained 10, the woman at the counter was like, you don't need to be here. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, I'm not like anorexic but I'm, I'm definitely within my weight range and I'm a higher weight and she could see the numbers and she's like come on and I was like well and I'm trying and she's like I don't want to let you in and I was trying to be quiet and I was like I, I, I work in television so I actually look bigger on the screen so I do kind of need to lose these 10 I need to be at the lowest possible and, and she's like alright she works in TV and I'm like oh Jesus so then I, I sit down and I'm like ah. I just it makes me sad when people are like it's 4th of July here's how you make a margarita with Splenda and an apple and no alcohol and I'm like come on can't you can have a margarita sometimes so I didn't like it so then uh, then I went to uh, I, so I got my own scale and, yeah. and one time I went to the meeting when I was a little heavier yeah. and she gave me this look and she goes what's your goal and I go blah 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 and she goes well get on the scale and I got on and she goes when are you getting married and I'm like no it's fine it's I, I, the reason I did it, because some people, like, they, they think we're crazy a little bit, you know? People think I'm crazy with, with, because I talk about this shit. After I quit smoking the first time, I put on, like, 23 pounds. Yeah. I weighed almost 200 pounds. How right? tall are you? I'm 5'7", or 5'11". And, and, uh, <laughs> I'm 5'11". I'm 5'11". I'm 5'11". What I mean, the fuck? It's funny. You said 5'7". I, I can prove it. I'm right here. We all believe you. <laughs> Not hiding anything. So, uh... But like I saw, I just watched her old Conan of mine before I went to Weight Watchers, and I like I had like my face looked like there was no different. I had one of those things. No, I remember when you were heavier. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, you were like puffier. It was awful. But but you were no, you weren't drinking. But you were yeah, maybe. Yeah, I was. No, <laughs> no but I, I mean you you don't need to lose any more weight or anything. But yeah. but you got to maintain, I guess. Yeah. I the, the thing that hurts me most is when yeah. I tell people because I have a certain size I was and I they've clothes have been in my closet for mm-hmm. two years or a year and a half oh. and I can't fit into them and it, yeah. and I don't think it's normal to go oh I gained twenty two pounds in a year I guess that's what happens like what if it keeps happening right so when then you tell people they go you look great and I go. I, it's so nice of you to say, but now let's drop the wall. Yeah. I'm telling you this happened. Yeah. Please acknowledge that it's happened. Yeah. And they won't. Oh, really? And I go, Because they think not... it's a trap. I don't know, but I'm like, then I feel so alone. I'm probably a little insane, but then I just feel so alone. Like, who can I talk to? Who understands? And I just, I tell my husband, I go, this fucking bitch says, you look great, and wouldn't let me talk about it. And I'm like, she would... I can't step up my pants. What does your husband say? He says they're trying to be nice. And I go, but we're done he, with that. But did he, is he honest with you? 
You're <laughs> so intense right now. He is, uh, because I'm honest with him. We, but I had to sit on him for like a day and be like, you see no difference between now and when we first met six years ago. You see, no, no, like, no. Like literally sit on him? Yeah, oh yeah, sat on him. Oh. And then he finally goes, okay, but yes, you were a lot younger. And I go, but oh. you see it. No, I was so happy. Oh, okay. Because he's not saying you look bad. He's saying, okay, fine, I notice a difference. You're older now and you're heavier is what he's saying. It happens to all of us, but we're doing it together. Weight Watchers, he lost four pounds in four days by oh, the not eating Excellent. one chip. And I uh, went to hot yoga and almost passed out. Are you going to Joe again? Where is that guy? Where's Joe? At the, at the Y. Remember we used to go to the Y and go Mark to Joe's? Mark got me into this yoga class at the Y. This, this heavy guy Joe taught it. And you would be like, why Hello is this guy Hello, everybody. I yoga? see some new faces here. Welcome. <laughs> he would come in. And play, it was like a Sunday morning, he'd play Good Day Sunshine by the Beatles, and you'd just be like, this is amazing. And then he was so heavy, but then he would just get up on one leg and just like an angel, just like light as air. But then one time he was saying like, you know, yogis are certain types of people. We probably won't vote for George Bush in 2004. And then somebody wrote on the comment cards, like, don't talk politics. So he came in the next day and was like, dropped his duffel bag and blared tool and it was like yeah he'll do it he did it again yeah he played fucking zeppelin like like the an entire side of physical graffiti and and some woman like in the middle of the class said you know the music's a little inappropriate for me i, I th- i'd like you to change it and joe goes someone is having a problem with the music um and he goes over and he puts fucking ozzy on <laughs> and the woman walked out He's like, my yoga classes aren't for everybody. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was so mad about that. He was so mad about that comment card. He's like, how can you do yoga and vote for George Bush? <laughs> Downward dog. It was so great. And then sometimes he'd just come in and go, my dad, we all have parents. Don't, like, he obviously had issues with his father. I felt so comfortable with him that I was going through a breakup I'm at the sure time. I'm not sure he knows. That's a problem. Right there. He came over to adjust my back and I just started sobbing. Oh. And he was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm going through a breakup. He's like, yeah, this pose will bring that out. Because I was like... One time I was, uh, I was, I was doing sh- Shavasana. I was the last thing. And he literally just came and he, he put his hand on my head and just lifted it and moved it like a half an inch. And I was like, oh my God. He's a genius. <laughs> he was so great, and I used to call him. I used to call it Joga. <laughs> oh. Well, come back, Jen Kirkman, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. All right, so you guys hang out for a minute, because Jen, you're. Hey, I was going to introduce you properly. Sit. All right. Yeah, you got, just stay out here. I'm running late as usual. Now, as you know, many of you heard the the, bro- the broadcast. Did you bring your paper? Yeah. All right. Many of you brought heard the broadcast of Joe, Joe Wagner, who applied to, to be my buddy. He wanted, to have, he wanted to be my friend. He needed a friend. He wanted an older man, right? This sounds really sad, dude. No, you, did you guys listen to that episode? All right. Well, this is Joe. And uh, we went out uh, Thursday for our first uh, mandate. Is that what it is? Yeah. For our bromance, is that what it is? Well, you want to put labels on it. Okay. Well, we went to see the film Get Low with uh, Robert Duvall and uh, Bill Murray. It was fucking great, right? Yeah, we recommend it. Yeah, very good. 
But Joe decided that the way to, to figure out whether, how the day went is he made up these question and answer sheets. Right. And right. so we both, same questions, yeah. same five questions. Right. We each wrote our answers. Yeah. So it's kind of a he said, he said kind of yeah. thing. Are we going to read each other's? I didn't want to say newlywed game because Kirkman's wanna... already been calling me your wife. Oh. That's what she does to really? get me are riled you, up. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you reading mine? And I'm yeah, reading I'll, yours? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. He greeted me like uh, uh, my husband uh, started hosting the party already, <laughs> but uh, just make yourself at home backstage. I mean, it's weird. I've known Joe a long time. Okay, so, so the first question that Joe... Here, you ready? Yeah. All right, number one, use three words to describe your overall impression of the outing. And Joe wrote pleasant, relaxing, uneventful. Wow, this is an interesting contrast. Sad, which we've already touched on. Silly. What was fucking silly about it? Read the last one. Uplifting. Sad, silly, and uplifting. Uh, I understand the first one. I don't buy the second one. The third one is going to keep me going for a couple weeks. Number two, what was your first impression slash thought when you saw Mark? Uh, and you wrote, I want to hug him. <laughs> we had that awkward moment where I walked I went into... To for the, I went in for the shake. You went in for the handshake, and Bam. I said... Joe, Joe's fucking hugging me in the lobby of the Arclight. I said, can we hug in the lobby of the Arclight? And I said... You said, let's start with the handshake first, and then do that back padding thing. <laughs> Yours was, what was your first impression when you saw Joe? Sad, silly, uplifting. Right. <laughs> That's why I, I let you hug me. And silly, I understand, because I was wearing that, that clown nose. That's right. Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was the equivalent. I mean, there was a hat. Wasn't there a hat? Yeah, there was a hat right. and then some, some shades was... I bought at the 99 cent store. Yeah. What was something funny that the other person said during the outing that you remember? Uh, Mark and I were waiting in line to get popcorn. We could see that there was only one minute left before our movie began. The line was not moving. Mark started getting a little antsy. I suggested he go in and get our seats while I bought the popcorn. Mark mildly snapped back, Joe, I'm not that high maintenance. <laughs> it was a funny and truthful moment that reminded me to relax. Uh, and Mark, your response to what was something funny that the other person said was... Nothing stands out. But Joe is generally a funny person. I felt that. (laughs) By the way, you ate about 17 points worth of popcorn yesterday. Oh, yeah, well, you'll get to that. We'll get to that, Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Number four. No, I'm reading. Did Did anything surprise you? And Joe wrote, I realized I still giggled. Uh, oh, I realized I still giggle around Mark like a giddy schoolgirl. I'm just the slightest bit self-conscious about it, but I'm sure it will get better. All right. Uh, did anything surprise you? It surprised me that Joe... <laughs> it surprised me that Joe knew a woman who worked at the theater like a lady woman, like a regular person. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I know regular people. <laughs> What? All right. Uh, all right. And here we okay. go. Number five. This is a two-parter. You want to take Okay. It? What all was right. your most favorite and least favorite moment of the outing? Okay. Least. Mark making jokes during the previews. Lame. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Is yeah, that that JK means? with a bunch of exclamation points. All right. Most. Like when Mark stuff. and I empowered the young Arclight employee, we had the same one. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh, I'll oh yeah, 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 yeah we do. I'll read yours. Okay. When, um, most, when Mark and I empowered the young Arclight employee to work the coffee machine he was scared of using, Mark prodded the dude in his own tough love way, and the kids seemed really hesitant, but then I chimed in and supportively told the guy that he could face his fears and make that coffee. <laughs> I thought that was great teamwork. The kid made Mark a fine exp- espresso. He had a small breakthrough that day. You're welcome, 22-year-old Arclight employee. All right, so that was so good, dude. Most favorite was when me and Joe emotionally supported the guy standing in for the bartender at Arclight as he walked through his fear of the espresso machine and made me coffee. That means we win. What was your least? The least. Your least favorite was... <laughs> My least favorite part was that Joe didn't eat any of the large popcorn I bought, which basically forced me to eat the entire bucket. And it caused me some trouble later on a gastrointestinal level. I'll eat some of the popcorn next time, All I right, promise. And, and I'll try to remember what you do that's funny. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. And thank you, folks. Joe Wagner, Jen Kirkman, Brian Scalero, Natasha Azero. Thank you for coming. Go to WTFPod.com for all your needs. Podcast related. You're a great audience. I appreciate your support. And I love you all. Good night. <laughs>